You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to The Big Reviewski with Omniplex Cinemas. My name is Owen Doherty, and I come to you bearing devastating news. Oh. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, after last week's super-de-duper high of having the band all back together, I'm afraid if you look over there, we only have our bass player, Roy, look there, Rory Cashin, bass. And myself. You, <laughs> look at yourself. <laughs> we have our triangle player slash person who sticks a flute up their nose, Paul Moore. <laughs> Why are you just staring this, at me like that? Can I do this episode entirely mute, except for that sentence and that one, and this one now? Okay, yeah, that'll you, work yeah. well. But unfortunately, we are <laughs> down uh, Justine Stafford, who again has been struck by the curse of the big review ski. Now, I've got theories. Conspiracy theorists out there. The monkey from Outbreak got loose in this studio and started just like... Worse. Really? Worse. Worse Marcel? than the monkey Worse from Outbreak? Marcel? No, not, not quite Marcel. Marcel was a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> this, I've got what's, a, what's your theory? Put on I'll, your, I'll get to it. I'll get to it in oh, a minute. Not yet. Yeah, no. Not yet. Okay. It's a builder. Um, so if you'd like to get in touch to tell her, one, with Justine, that uh, she's lying and she's not actually sick. Uh, or if you'd like to send her some good wishes, that'll be nice. Or the too. cure. <laughs> or the cure. Or send her drugs. Just send her drugs to Justine's house, Knobber. Oh, <laughs> like that's a place, not an instruction. Um, what were you saying, Rory? I was like, maybe don't tell people on the internet to send people drugs. Don't. For the record, do not, ones. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Across the counter ones only. Um, but yes, so uh, you can tweet us at Big Review Ski, or you can get in touch with us on Instagram as well. Now we have a double helping of amazing Hollywood superheroes for you this week. Actually, one superhero and one supervillain. Mm. Uh, we have the stars of Shazam, um, Zachary Levi, and Mark Strong. It was a good, I felt the exclamation. I, I committed to it. Um, so they're going to be coming up uh, later on in the show. Plus, I know we've given away some brilliant prizes. Obviously, our Omniplex, Omniplex tickets. Uh, we have had the Captain Marvel signed poster, mm-hmm. our Creed 2 signed poster as well. But over the next couple of weeks, we've got uh, a very, very cool prize. It's a single pair of tickets to go and see Avengers Endgame. Like one pair. One pair of tickets. So two tickets. So, so two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> one pair. Uh, not for three people. And uh, yes, so stay tuned to find out how you can win those tickets uh, as well later on. Um, but now though, it's time for the big question on the Big Review Ski. And for this week's big question on the Big Review Ski, it's over to... Uh, the space where Justine goes. would have been. <laughs> where Justine would have been, or be. Um, but I, Justine, look, she's right here. Hello, lads. I am talking to you through the big review ski screen. Ah, this is pretty big moment. So I am enjoying this already. Um, I'm sorry I can't be in the studio this week. I am still ill, uh, still ill from last week. But I thought I'd keep on the hat in big review ski tradition that I'm always wearing my hat. So the big question on the big review ski I have this week is following on from Rory chatting with Colin Fair last week about the last film that made him cry. I want to know, what is the last film that made you cry? And Rory, I'm hoping you actually have an answer for this and that you're not just, you know, unable to cry at cinemas. Um, For me, the last film that made me cry was A Star Is Born. I'm quite frankly still not able to talk about it. It really shook, shook me. I was as shook as a hand at mass after that film and 
I just did not see that ending coming. I don't want to give away any spoilers if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go see it. Um, but be prepared. Bring tissues. I was in the cinema and the whole screen at that moment, there was just a... And I was just not able uh, to, to stop the flow of tears. So I had to run straight for the bathroom in the cinema and leave the person that I was with there. Just, they were gone. And I was inconsolable, honestly, for... It lasted a good week. And then... It was around the time that just came out, so the fil- or the song "Shallow" was on every radio station, and every time I heard it, I was again reminded of that moment and severely triggered. So, yeah, that's the last one that made me cry, and quite frankly, I'm still not okay after it. That's probably what's causing the sickness. It's just I'm not okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of the show, and hopefully, I'll be back and still in one piece for next week. Thanks, Justine, uh, for that message, which is. The longest message in the world. Thank you. It's lengthy. Um, Your beard has grown more (laughs) in that time. I've had two birthdays since. (laughs) But just like, I know, I know that just like the person holding that camera is Dwayne Rock Johnson. Oh, is this your theory? Yeah. Okay, so Justine's not not actually sick. Because, no, she probably is sick. Okay. But I'd say, you know, when you're like, when you're sick and then you pass it on to your loved one. And then you get better, and then they and then they're sick and they pass it. You just the two of them because back they're spending so much time together. They're just constantly passing it back and forth. So you think that Justine has diseased the the rock, and he's uh-huh. but he's sitting there at home with her and Nobber fermenting, in, fermenting in, in, in that in front Nauber. room. Um, so a couple of digs there, do you as well, Rory? Because after last week's, <laughs> somebody was watching last week's episode, and they were like, "I presume Rory's not going to be on the show because he died last week <laughs> from the burn." <laughs> from the burn that Justine uh, issued him with. Of course, she was saying that you were there to see the original Dumbo mm. in nineteen. 19- 41. At the midnight screening. Of yeah, that. when her video message began. <laughs> that's Did you spend the week thinking good. of a comeback? Like, if I said it there, that, that moment, was pretty good. That, that was, was pretty good. good. But, uh, yeah, so you were unmoved by the, as they attempted to pull your heartstrings in Dumbo. Mm. Um, so I was wondering, as Justine was wondering, like, <laughs> have, like has anything ever moved you? Have you ever yeah, shed like, a tear? Yeah, like, well, I've, I've said before, um, The Star is Born. Yeah. Probably uh, tears. But, like, I think... One, I knew she was going to say A Star Is Born. And two, I felt like I've talked about it too much lately about it being like the film that made me cry. Are you going to cry now? Cry right <laughs> What's happening now? Uh, so, because I remember working in the office with Justine in the weeks after Star Is Born came out and Shallow would come on or just some random track, even the sexy one and she would come on and we'd be like, <laughs> like just in, in tears. But yeah, so I decided to just go a little bit further back to a film that actually made me cry more than the <gasps> star is born okay uh, and it was Paddington 2 oh, yeah. yeah Paddington 2 is such a lovely fluffy film I that was know. Your, wasn't it you're like that it should was, win every Oscar it should win like, all the Oscars best actress Paddington best actress. crying yeah. everything so our uh, yeah because Paddington and Paddington 2 are near perfect films yeah um, so what was it specifically about Paddington 2 bit towards the end like just like Justine didn't want to spoil anything there's a bit towards the end of Paddington 2 where like there's an action-y climax moment Casino involving Royale yeah it actually was a ripoff <laughs> of Casino Royale but he's in a train and I think it's Sally Hawkins is mm. uh, in the scene with him and it's just like 
I know it's not a real bear, obviously, <gasps> but the looks that the two of them are giving each other, I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I could just feel it like welling up for, for the longest time. And then there's a, there's a specific moment where the dam broke and I was like, no, I'm out. I'm emotionally out for the count. And have you gone back and watched that again or are you just is it too raw? I feel like it's uh, a Christmas film. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why. Is it, I don't think it's Santa Christmas. Think I think the first think one is. Is it summer from what I remember? Kind of, it is kind of a bright, upbeat film, isn't it? It is, but there is something lovely and yeah. like familial yeah. and ben, warm Ben Wishaw's voice is so wholesome. Yeah. That like you, you think he's like, you just want to cuddle the voice because he's so like warm and approachable and like even when he's in that Jeopardy you're still like oh he can't he's too nice he can't be there you know it's like dude he's an actor like he's doing a job yeah yeah he only got it because Colin Firth was fired I think halfway through he was was like he he felt like he wasn't the right voice for it Um, so he was fired Definitely. Well, whatever, whatever the truth is, he is not the voice. Of he's not the voice so. of Paddington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben worked out really, really Hugh Grant well. was bloody brilliant in that. He's film. amazing. Yeah, man. That was That's like what I'm the saying. last great thing I best, best supporting actor, actor yeah. and best supporting actress for all his parts in that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, so <laughs> Paddington take more two awards away from and it's got, <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> and it's got oh, Brendan Gleeson. So yeah, and of course Knuckles McGinty. Yeah, and Marmalade and huge. I'm crying already at the which also makes you very upset. Yes, okay, totally upset. Um, okay, so Paddington 2, great shout, fan of that. Thanks. Uh, Paul, another, uh, like, heart of stone, I would say. It's got completely dead. <laughs> completely like, like, dead. Like dead Because as, as you said, Justine took her roughly a week, she reckons, to stop crying after A Star Is Born. Yeah. Like, I had breakups that I got over quicker than that, like, which is pretty, pretty, pretty mean. So but, um, I can, um, <laughs> big shout out to Paul's ex is there, <laughs> clearly did not make an impression. Um, so I presume this is your one then. <laughs> for two different sets of trauma. One, is this one of your exes? Is yeah, that, yeah. Is that okay, so for, I dated Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. So no for every, a monster calls. Yeah. yeah. So for everybody uh, who's listening uh, to the show, um, Paul, your choice is? J.A. Bayona's A Monster Calls, which is a lovely little fairy tale for two reasons. One. He directed a DVD, which I lent to you on my first week in Joe five years ago. He directed a film, which I lent to Owen, sorry, on DVD. The Orphanage, I have it, I have five it years ago. It's in alphabetical order on my list. Of, it's on have my you DVDs. Even it yet? No, but it looks good on my shelf. <laughs> which, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, so I'm yeah. emotionally scared from not having that for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in terms of a film, A Monster Called is absolutely beautiful piece of, uh, of work. Uh, has a fairy tale quality about a young boy who has to deal with being bullied in school, um, played by actually Lewis McDougal, uh, really good child performance. And his mother, uh, who's played by Felicity Jones, uh, is, has cancer. So he has to come to terms with finding his place in school. Also, this life shattering news and uh, the astra- kind of estranged grandmother, Sigourney Weaver, kind of comes back in and they don't have a good relationship it's just, it's just beautiful it's like Pan's Labyrinth in the sense that how it mixes the fantasy with the real world and that what you think are these elaborate lessons been taught by the monster voiced really well by Liam Neeson have a real uh, uh, significance to his everyday life so it's like how to come to terms with grief how to you know uh, accept accept the inevitable you know and all their fantastical lessons uh, are very personal and intimate and by the end there's a scene with him talking to the mother uh, in a bed and it just break your heart completely. So just like even like Edward Scissorhands, Pan's Labyrinth, stuff that seems really far-fetched just seems to kind of get me more than stuff like A Star Is Born. I don't know why. 
maybe I can't relate emote to normal people. I have to think of gigantic trees and, <laughs> Gen- and gigantic people with trees. scissors for hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's Liam Neeson. That's it. He yeah. makes you cry. Yeah. So it's big trees that turn into... He makes a lot of people cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember actually whenever Monster Calls was uh, released and you had gone to see it mm. uh, to review it and uh, I remember you saying actually just how beautiful and brilliant a film you, you thought it was. Um, yeah, no, it's a I think actually choice. it's based on a book that was written by an Irish author. I could be wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it an Irish yeah. uh, uh, a writer. The name escapes you, but I'm, I'm pretty certain it's based on that. So, yeah. Cecilia Ahern. P.S. I love you too. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yes. Monster calls. Jared Butler um, is the tree and the boy <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Um, not two, two really like strong emotional choices there. Um, I know what you picked. Do you know what I picked? Yeah. Star Wars Episode Five. is it? <laughs> what, what did I pick? <laughs> See, you, you mentioned it. Oh, did I? You have said it in like recent episodes. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's so this is is is, I'm is gonna it? Take, take it. Is this something to do with fatherhood? Maybe. Fatherhood, everything. So it is Star Wars. It's Empire Strikes Back. So, and father of the year himself. Yeah. No, so um, so the question specifically is what is the last film that, like, kind mm-hmm. of. The, I love that yours, both of yours are years ago. Oh, yeah. or, well, no, yours is last year. Yeah. Uh, Mine was like 1962. Is, <laughs> <laughs> um, my one is a lot more recent than that, and it was actually released this year. Um, and. Uh, I remember it again, like heading along to uh, it was the Omniplex in Derry, and going to see this film. Okay, well, what what do you think it is? Beale Street. It is Beale Street. Hunter Killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's Beale Street, and um, uh, yeah, so this was uh, Barry Jenkins' follow up to Moonlight. Um, if Beale Street could talk, and uh, yeah, I remember going to see this, and obviously. Um, you had reviewed it on the show, Rory, and had loved the film, and I was just I was dying to see it. Visual poem. A visual poem, that's right, that's what you just said. I can't believe you said that. Oh, but it is, it's a visual poem. I'm so um, glad I wasn't on the show that week. Uh, um, I forgot about that, why did I forget about that? That's going to make me cry again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, not only is the film uh, just like stunningly like put together, all the performances, the story itself, um, and it's probably, oh, it's probably just gone out of cinemas or you might be able to catch it uh, in different places around the country. So um, if you haven't seen it yet, like do do try and uh, go and see it. But it's more so the soundtrack of the film because I've been obsessed with listening uh, to the soundtrack and it's whenever I'm, like honestly, there's a particular piece that was used in the trailer originally but then is used in the film and kind of goes through it and the soundtrack is um, it's written by a guy called Nicholas uh, Brittell and he's worked with... Um, Barry Jenkins on his other film as well but there's a particular track called Agape and it's like as amazing as the film is as well it's like literally it's the first chord of this uh, piano uh, piece start I'm just gone like <laughs> ball and gone so what we're go- so uh, here's, wonder, here's can, a- we, can we get a pumped into the screen <laughs> yeah, like, I just need to grab some That's tissues emotionally torture but this is uh, this show. is a little clip of the trailer but this is uh, it's using that part of the soundtrack. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> you ready for this? I've never been more ready for anything in my whole life. You know I love you. No matter what happens. I'm yours in your mind and that's it. I got 
are drinking to new life. Tish gonna have Fonny's baby. <laughs> I hope it's a boy. <laughs> Come on over here, daughter. You're a good girl, and I'm proud of you. Don't you ever forget it. And who's gonna be responsible for this baby? The father and the mother. I don't want you in my arms. I gotta hold our baby in my arms. We'll find a way. So everyone thinks that that clip has just finished and we're just, we've just listened to it. This is actually five hours later. I've only just <laughs> stopped crying. Makeup uh, is back on. I've reapplied my makeup. My mascara is all gone. So I'm okay. I've, I've got it together again. But yeah, it's just stunningly beautiful piece of music. So go and check it. I'm going to, I'm going to WhatsApp it to you straight afterwards. You're going to watch I'm what? not going to give you a I'm going to send you the link to the, to the song. Oh, yeah, oh. do. Yeah. Do. So he can laugh at you. <laughs> so while he can cry. laugh at me. Yeah. Show the emotions. What a loser. It's a yeah. Song, yeah. Idiot. But yeah, so that track, Agape, just breaks my heart every time. Um, but uh, what sort of track did you say yours? I was saying the, the piece of music that was used in Man of Steel's first trailer, which actually featured in Lord of the Rings, Howard Shore. Do you know when, they, when Gandalf falls in Moria? Oh, the, yes, yes. The haunting kind of chorus stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's the piece that always gets me. Yeah. And you said your one was... This is like a, an additional the, big question. Fountain? I can't remember uh, who the composer was now. Oh, no, it was. I think it was Cliff Martinez. Oh, right. For Aronofsky's film. But there's a, there's a bit of music that's used towards the end when all the three stories kind of intersect. And it's very powerful on the screen. But even it's listening to the music alone, it's like, my throat, <laughs> throat. is closing. <laughs> it's um, too much. I've never seen The Fountain. It's good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. It's very... Uh, it's... It's actually a little bit like Beale Street. Like you need to be like in the right headspace. Okay, Rachel okay. Weisz, right? Yeah, because um, Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weisz, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So no, emotional after this segment. We need to I know on. exactly. Yeah, okay, things okay. Again. Yeah, um, I don't like this. I've got a feeling that we might need some tissues or something to hide behind. Uh, <laughs> I know all the used ones from <laughs> so many used tissues around the studio from uh, all those emotional uh, film moments. Dig but up. now it's time. <laughs> I know I'm going to go up the ways. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for the big trailer Ooh. on the big review ski. And uh, Paul, it was your choice. Yeah, way. I'm just going to go for something to terrify your own because I know you're emotionally know, vulnerable right now. That's why I'm right saying now. I need the tissues yeah. again. I'm so I'm going to go the opposite. So you're feeling weepy now, now and you'd be terrified. Maybe okay. you're terrified and weepy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> we got the first look at the third installment of the Annabelle uh, horror franchise, which looks very, very good. Uh, strange enough saga that the first one I thought was terrible in terms mm. of the Conjuring universe. And the second one, I went in with very little expectations. I had, I think, Miranda Otto was in it. And it was actually surprisingly good. Um, and also, uh, yeah, this saga kind of speaks to me because my sister used to collect porcelain dolls. And she said, and whenever I had to go to school to wake her up in the morning, oh, no. you'd just be staring back at you. And she had like a nope. hundred nope. of them. Nope. A hundred. Nope. She nope. still has them. She's like, I'm going to keep them because I'm going to, she wants to give them to her daughter. But like this, they, they, she, they're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Why does she not like her daughter? They're still alive and they're still presents. So yeah, Could creepy you... dolls. Could you steal one from your sister? I'm not touching them. They've no soul. They'll steal my soul. <laughs> can we come to your house and say, and we could have one here in the studio? Do you that? want some That'd bad juju on you? By, I like, think we should have, have an you not seen these films? <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen these films? So this is, so this is uh, you said it's part of the Conjuring universe. Yeah. And obviously, we've said it before, said again, Irish audiences love horror but films. But this is a bit different because it actually incorporates the Warrens, which it we would have known from the standalone. Also the Conjuring 3. Yeah, it's a Conjuring 3 ah, slash Annabelle. Right, okay. But we're also getting the Conjuring 3 too, which is a bit confusing. <laughs> okay, so wait, wait. <laughs> so there's the Conjuring, the Conjuring Two have both been. Yeah, the Conjuring out and Three done. is coming. Conjuring is coming. Three is coming. Coming. <laughs> coming. <laughs> the coming. Uh, Annabelle, 
one. And Annabelle 2. Annabelle are creation. Out. And then this we've got. For, and yeah. this is Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. And then we've also had. The Winter Nun. Lawrence. The Nun. Yeah. The Crooked Man is on the way. Okay. And La Lerna. The So there's loads of films in the Conjuring universe. It's up there now with like the MCU. Yeah, exactly. But this is James Wan's baby. It is indeed. And I'm going to keep making them. So this is a little clip of Annabelle Comes Home. Before we got to the clip, the director of Origins, Annabelle Origins, yep. directed Shazam. Shazam! Oh, there you go. Nice Link. time. Linked. Aren't you happy I interrupted you now? Yeah. Can we go to the clip now? No. I mean, <laughs> please. I'm out of facts. Here's Annabelle Comes Home. I'm out of facts. Everything you see in here is either haunted, cursed, or has been used in some kind of ritualistic practice. <laughs> Nothing's a toy. It's safer for these things to be in here than out there. Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle. Parents keep any creepy stuff around. We keep it all locked away in a room so that we're safe. It's not really good for anyone to go in there. What'd you do to get in there? Okay, Paul, uh, I admit you were right. I was weepy beforehand and I'm just Give me terrified. back my DVD. I'll, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll stop doing this stop to you Stop punishing me. Yeah. Um, okay, you see, again, it's the whole thing of you can see the jumps coming a mile off. Mm. They still get me every single time, even in the trailer. Mm. You're right. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, not really. It's like the bit where she's lifting up the covers and all and you're like, see, yeah. okay, so that bit, right, that's fine. This This girl... <laughs> this girl here, who goes into the room after the woman told her not to go into the room. There are like 19 and a locks huge on the door. sign saying, do not open this. Yeah. And what did she do? Needs to be bigger. Um, <laughs> what did she do? <laughs> she touches everything. She, she brought this in herself. I've not said it before. Um, so Annabelle comes home. When is it coming to Omniplex? This, this summer. This summer, okay. <laughs> we'll elaborate. 20, 2019. Yeah. 28. 28th of June? 28th of June. There you go. Okay, perfect. So uh, we can... Nice, happy, summery film. Exactly. Cannot wait. Happy days. Um, speaking of nice, happy, summery films... Oh, segue. It's not real like It's not really... Segue alert. <laughs> yeah, this isn't one of them. Um, no, now it's time for our Shazam oh. interviews. Um, so, yeah, Rory, you were chatting to, obviously, Zachary Levy. <laughs> Do you want to do that again? Go again. again. Jorgis Lantamos. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. Levi. <laughs> am I saying it Zachary. right? Zachary. 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 Why am I saying it? He's not a biblical character. Zachary. 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 Zach. So you were chatting to Zach. Oh, good on. And Zachary Strong. <laughs> <laughs> and then who else was there? There was also the... <laughs> the director, David F. Sandberg, who uh, directed uh, Annabelle Creation and Lights Out. And producer Peter Safran, who uh, seems to have just worked on a lot of... James Wan's movies. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, no, it was it, it was a real pleasure to talk to um, Zach, Zachary Levi. <laughs> I don't know why you've called him that. Because uh, he is a, a gent, first of all, and just super nice and just really, really, the, like one of the most energetic people 
Even like I felt he was annoyed. I had to sit down because he was like, <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to run around the room. <laughs> like, it just seems, seems like he's really happy. Perfect casting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like he's just a big kid, basically. Like uh, she said, perfect casting for the film, and that he's up for the crack all the time. Yeah. So I was lucky enough to. Uh, we were like, we don't want to do just a regular uh, interview. So we were lucky enough to to come up with something kind of different, uh, and we quizzed him on his superhero knowledge. So in Shazam, he plays uh, the grown-up superhero version of a young boy. So we uh, showed him loads of images of famous people when they were young and asked which superheroes did they all grow up to be. And he was annoyingly, <laughs> annoyingly good at it. Um, so super talented, super friendly, super fun. And, and super name. Super name as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just before we see your interview with him and quizzing him on those superhero uh uh, his superhero knowledge. Um, here is a little clip of Shazam! Shazam! If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation? No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey! Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Grab it! Get out the way! Bailey Batson. I choose you as champion. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? Zach, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm really, really good. Congratulations on the movie. Thank you. Uh, I don't want to oversell it, but I loved you in it. Thank you. I thought you were fantastic. Thank you. And every time you laughed, I found myself laughing as well. Awesome. Great. Now, hopefully this will also be as joyous an experience. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the usual interview format, when sure. I ask you about your... Your, your, your role and stuff. Instead, Billy Batson grows up to become a superhero. Yeah. Right? Essentially. Yeah. So what I'm going to show you is a series of photographs of young uh, actors okay. who went on to become superheroes or supervillains. And I'm trying to decipher who those people are. Exactly. Yes! Now, you don't tell me the actor's name. Oh. You tell me what superhero or supervillain they grew up to be. Okay. Got it? I'll try my best. Okay. Now, the thing is, if the boats show you, and hopefully the camera will see it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I got this right. Well, if you put it like right in front of your chest. Oh, yeah, that should work. Like, yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, 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 Harley Quinn. Yes. Margot Robbie. She <laughs> is the best. Uh, that is Venom, um, because that is um, uh, um, Tom Hardy. Yes. I also would have expected Bane. Oh, that's right, and Bane as well. Yes. So, oh, I choice. forgot. He has two. Batman. <laughs> Bane. But you have to do it more. Oh, come on, Batman. It's almost <laughs> like Dr. Evil. How dare you, Batman. I've never heard uh, Bane compared to Dr. Evil before, I mean, but now that's all I'm yeah, going to hear. Yeah. Right. He looks so thin. And, like, well, this oh is God, like back y- in the day with the David y- Beckham y- hair. Wow, that's incredible. It's, uh, it's a look. Mm-hmm. It's a look. Uh, uh, well... That would be uh, Mystique, mm-hmm. uh, because that's uh, uh, Jennifer... 
Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. I was just a she looks Garner. exactly like, the same. I don't think she's. Aged yeah. Well, today. she's still pretty young. I yeah. Mean, you that's know. that's fair. She's got youth on her side. She's uh, she's got her whole life ahead of her. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's Superman. That's Henry Cavill Superman. When he's not being a sweater model. When he's not being a sweater model. Exactly. <laughs> he, again, looks. I think looks exactly the same. He does. He actually looks very similar. Yeah. Yep. I'm not not kicking us in a Mission Impossible with Tom. What we got here? All right. Uh, that would be uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Yes, yes, I, yes. So many people got, got caught on this one because he doesn't have his hair and beard. Yeah. It's a real throw-off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, I... But he's still in there. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah, you just he's still to, like, in there. Look at, look at all sexy. It was, I think that was on Baywatch or something, wasn't it? I, I, I'm guessing from the, the shorts, probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where are we? Right, okay. Okay. So oh, get a little, the, getting a little bit tricky now. Oh! Little bit. <laughs> uh, well, that's Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman. Wow. Wow. Oh, what a baby. Look at that. Where, Miss Israel? Was she like an Israeli fashion? I think fashion she, she, was or a, like a, she was up for like Miss Israel. Compa- yeah, passions yeah. and stuff. Wow. Yeah, so we've only got like, I think, three left. Okay, right? let's do it. So you, get, you see a perfect score. So I'm great. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm right on top of it. Careful let's, now. Be careful this now. Is, this is Pride so cometh before the fall. Uh, that's Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. That's the one that got everyone. Yeah. That got everyone. Okay. Okay. Hugh Jackman over. You're. Uh, uh, I'm really good with good faces. faces. You're really, I'm really, 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 really good, good with faces. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm just. And Christian Bale, Batman. Okay. It, that's it? That's all you got? We got, would I have any got, more? Got, this is the toughest one. Now. It was a photo taken of him at age four. Okay. Ready? Ready. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Jason Sudeikis is that? Uh, is that Ed Helms? Um, Paul Rudd, Ant Man, the, the Eternal Paul Rudd. He yeah. will outlive us all as Ant Man. Probably, yeah. Zach, that was exactly as much fun as I'd hoped it would be. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Congratulations, ten out of ten. Thank you, brother. Thanks, thank you, thank you. Well, I've said it before, Rory, and oh. I'll say it again. You're not a liar. Oh. He was super friendly. You have also called me a liar before. Here's a clip of me just saying, Roy, you're a liar, liar. over and over again. Oh, no, um, yeah, he's but super he's, duper friendly. But he seems like he could have just stayed and played that game or just talked to you like all day, basically. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Or just like he probably would have wanted to go out, like go out and do something outdoorsy. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, 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 no. No, no that's the effect me. Rory has. I'm sure they just, just Rory leave brought the it room out. and go yeah. running through the fields. <laughs> Um, and he aced them all, completely nailed them. I I put those pictures together, and even I was like, I'm not sure that's actually them. But yeah, he's remarkably good. I think he maybe had like an earpiece in, and someone's like, it was it's it's Brie Larson. We're Google imaging in. That was the tough one because that stumped a lot of people. Yeah, uh, whenever you were testing people with it, but Brie Larson because she looks like. Uh, yeah, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, from she years does. ago. Yeah, she does. But uh, well-known superhero, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, but she. Yeah, like he. Yeah, he had, he had the crack, and he enjoyed the Paul Rudd reference. That was very funny. So, um, but it is true he has made some kind of deal with the devil, where Rudd just does not age Him at all. And Keanu, Keanu, <laughs> just the two of them will yeah. just be them and the cockroaches <laughs> at the end of the at world. At the end of the world, which is coming pretty soon. 
Pretty Any day now. Yeah. So, um, as well as the hero, you got to chat to the villain. Indeed. Um, and Mark Strong. And we've we've had him, uh, been fortunate enough to have him on the show for a couple of releases uh, before. Kingsman, I think I remember, I remember chatting with Kingsman, yeah. that's right, as well. And ages ago, there was Grimsby as well, <laughs> whenever, which is like, ooh, let's, let's watch out for that, that one. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but obviously back for Shazam, and there's a brilliant joke uh, in the trailer where uh, Shazam picks up a toy Batman and the toy Batman has a voice and it's like, <laughs> it's like, it says, I'm Batman. It's like, get him, Batman. And he just throws him at Mark Strong and Mark Strong's like, get out of my face. Um, but yeah, so how was he to chat to? Lovely. Yeah, lovely. He, uh, he kind of, he didn't break the rule that I'd heard about people who are uh, great at being bad tend to be really nice in real life. Which is why you're so nice in real life. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wait, what? <laughs> now you're lying. <laughs> um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, as you said, because who did we have recently? And there was someone else who was like playing a really bad guy, but then they were just really incredibly friendly as well. Oh, that's a good question. I can't remember. It was, it was Mark Strong. <laughs> Here yes. he is. Here he is. It does seem like it is more fun to be the bad guy. And I'm sure you would agree with that, would you? I think so. I mean, I think they get fantastic costumes. They get yeah. the best lines. Yeah. Uh, they get to explore the dark side, you know, yeah. which is not something that we get to do in everyday life. So in a way, it's kind of quite cathartic. I get to do that and then go back to my normal life. I remember uh, a few years ago, Anthony Hopkins talked about the effect signs that the lambs had, where people were literally afraid to talk to him. Right. After they seen him. They were, they, people had, like, an idea of who Anthony Hopkins was sure. based on who he played. Have you had any uh, odd interactions where people are like, that's that guy who's evil. I'm afraid to talk to him in real life. I don't know if they're afraid. I get some funny looks, oh. you know, on the tube. I can see people thinking, I know that guy from somewhere. Right. And it's not good wherever I know him from. So I get that occasionally. And also when I got together with my with my wife, I remember her family at the time had only ever seen me in movies, didn't know who I was, and they were really worried about her. <laughs> that she'd got together with a complete psychotic. The people just can't differentiate the real world. But, like... They also say that the people who play the best bad guys are the nicest people in real life. OK, well, I like to say that that's the truth. OK, then. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's follow with that, then. Roy, I've said it before and I've said it again. You're oh. not a liar. He's, oh. <laughs> he's, uh, how many times have I called you a liar now? Not So, yeah, uh, very friendly, Mark Strong. Um, you can see the rest of that interview. It's up on Joe. Yes, yeah. He talks about his time on The Guard and he talks about the difference in flying in this movie than flying in uh, the other DC movie where he was a bad guy, we Green don't Lantern. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot that he was in Green Hornet. Why am I saying Green Hornet? It's not that one. Lantern. Green Again. Lantern. I literally just said yeah. Lantern. Did you say Lantern? Yeah. Um, who was Green Hornet? Oh, that was Ryan Seth Rogen. That was Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. Me, that was Michelle, the bad guy. Michelle Gondry directed that, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. Sweet Lord. Two messy, messy <laughs> films. Um, but yeah, so you can check out the full interview up on Joe, but now it's time for the review. What did you think of Shazam? It's good. It's good. Like yes. it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it does kind of nail the the tone of like part Superman, part big. Um, where the plot is essentially a uh, teenager in an orphan's home. Not an orphan's home. They don't have any homes. Foster home. Foster home. Um, uh, he meets a wizard who gives him special powers, and that's him grown up. He's Zachary Levi, and he's basically Superman, but he's also got like some of Thor's lightning powers as well. 
Uh, and in the comic books, his actual name was Captain Marvel. Yeah, you were but saying But they can't that. use that because of Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. So now his name is just Shazam. Uh, and it's the, the, the message of, you know, using your powers for good and not just for yourself. Not be so selfish just because you're in a position of power. Nice. I wonder where that came from. Never heard that before. <laughs> um, <laughs> no power, no responsibility. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's really really funny. It's it's got some very good performances. Zachary Levi is great. Mark Strong's having a blast as the bad guy. Uh, the, all the kid performances are great as well. Um, the action's not there's not much of it, and when it does arrive, it's it's not all that great. Uh, the CGI isn't great either and for the last like 20 minutes it just kind of descends into every superhero movie where people are punching and stuff is exploding and it's just like well now you're just actually Superman Uh, so it's much better when it's being Shazam Mm -hmm. and not as great when it's trying to just be a superhero film Uh, but for the time that it is Shazam it's really really good I'm delighted that he seems perfect for the role, but actually mm. delivers on it as well. Because, uh, again, from watching the interview, uh, he seems like <laughs> it wasn't too much of a stretch for him, like, <laughs> no. in terms of his actual personality. Yeah. And then again, just the delivery in uh, in the trailer. Just there's a lot. It's a very funny trailer as well. I, th- um, I think that's important as well, because DC, like, liked them or loved them. Like, they did need something to lighten the tone after, like, like Batman vs. Superman was super dark and, like, Justice League just was the same. Aquaman was, was obviously went completely opposite way, but I think maybe, like, in terms of a comedy, I think they sort of needed something like that. Like, the, like Marvel, their tone is, like, some of them are, like, straight-up comedies. See, my, like, I, 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 yeah, you're right, mm. but I think all of the Marvel movies are starting to feel the same. It feels like that everyone, every one of them has the exact same tone like it's a little bit light it's a little bit action it never goes never ever goes too dark in any direction whereas it does well well, I guess we will see but like it does feel like DC are now like right we will actually try to make each one of these feel different because 45 seconds before we started recording the show the Joker trailer dropped. Yes, I know. And we say this every week, just as we're about to record, there's a brand new trailer. And this week it was Joker with yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and, and the tone of that is super dark. Like, <laughs> like insanely dark. Yeah. But it seems appropriate for yeah. that. Whereas that tone for Superman, no, it, does, it doesn't work. I also loved in your interview, you said that there was like one or two moments that are like genuinely traumatic for kids to oh, walk Shazam. into this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. the director, Sandberg, like he's still... You, we love traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. I hate kids. Hate kids. Love kids. Love traumatizing Love traumatizing So, kids. yes, like Sandberg, he does lean into his, uh, his horror CV a bit for one or two of the scenes where Strong and his henchmen are like showing off what they can do. Uh, and there's, yeah, there was one scene in particular where it was like, Oh my God! If <laughs> any child comes to this, they are going to cry. And I was like, "Good, good." <laughs> we, need, we need more like Joe Dante stuff in like yeah, modern, yeah, yeah. Like modern yeah. stuff like that. You know, um, if uh, if DC, if you're out there, if you're listening, and we want to see that shared universe, Shazam and Joker, get the two of them. Shazam, <laughs> Joker, um, in the one film. So we take this tone. Take Joaquin Phoenix and just kind of mix the two of them together. I'd, I'd watch that. I'd watch it. Isn't, yeah. isn't, isn't I don't know. Isn't uh, friend of the show, The Rock, uh, the Black Adam, kind of sort of in this yeah. universe? Lover of the yeah. show. Didn't you ask? You asked <laughs> it's the a lover of him? one yeah. of the people of the show. Isn't, <laughs> yeah. isn't he uh, kind of linked into the universe? Of yeah, like my uh, interview with the director and producer is also up on Joe, and I asked because he is executive producer on this one, mm. and I had for years been talk. 
that he was he was play, going to be yeah, now he was going to be Black Adam, which oh, is right, essentially okay. just the evil Who's version played of Shazam. By Ryan Atkinson in the old TV series. <laughs> that was the longest was silence we've had pause. in all of this show. I thought that was a good Congrats joke. Did you? <laughs> I did think you've that was... broken the big review. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I feel like we need to just. Do we need to do say we have what it was? Film we can talk about or what? No, yeah. <laughs> don't say it. Okay. Um, so oh, Shazam, go def- back to the well when you poisoned <laughs> it the first time. <laughs> so this is a thumbs up. Go see it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and a thumbs down for you. Thumbs up, but give me an X on your card yep, there, yeah. will you? Um, no, one of the other big no, releases. Minus numbers for <laughs> now. <laughs> One of the other big releases uh, this week is, again, starring Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Reilly. Uh, it's an adaptation of the Patrick DeWitt book. Uh, a couple of friends who absolutely love the book. I don't read them. Wise up. Um, it is <laughs> I go to the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> if it's um, good, it'll be turned into yeah. a film. And you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait for it. I'll wait for the film. But this is The Sisters Brothers. Uh, let's take a wee look. We're the Sisters Brothers. S-I-S-T-E-R-S. Like sisters. We're looking for a man named Warm. That's a little something from our employer. We have enough money to stop for good. Stop what? Killing people. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you realize that our father was stark raving mad and we got his foul blood? Our father drank, Charlie. <laughs> The Sisters Brothers, again, uh, super title. But that's the name of the book. I don't care. The, <laughs> the book then had the terrible title. I keep, I, I, I keep I think getting it's it wrong. A sitcom. Every time I hear it, <laughs> the Sisters Brothers. Would you watch a sitcom with Joaquin no. Phoenix and John C. Reilly? No, no, not at all. No, no. Um, and Riz Ahmed's in there as well. And Jake Gyllenhaal. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, yeah. Right. What's it all about? Uh, John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix are the sisters' brothers. Their surname is Sisters, and they are brothers, Sam. Great title. Uh, I explained it well, I think. You fold fast and in the Superman on Willandry Day, you do. They are sent by a Commodore in the Old West to find Riz Ahmed, who may or may not have discovered a chemical compound that can easily find gold in riverbeds. Uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal is actually... Uh, the kind of the guy who has to find Riz Ahmed and then keep him in place, and then the sisters brothers will show up, get the formula, and kill him. So they're like just guns for her, guns for her. But it turns out they're actually like quite sensitive souls, even though they, I think over the course of the film they kill about forty or fifty people. So <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they're they're good with the gun, uh, but they are like very sensitive and they have a tough past and they really do love each other uh, deep down. Uh, yeah, so it's just the, the story as they travel towards something that may or may not eventually turn apart completely. Yeah, so John C. Reilly, I think, was a huge fan of the book. Don't know about the title, but definitely of the book. And it was his production company who got the rights uh, to adapt the film or to adapt the book into the film. So, yeah, as you said, Paul, it's, you can just wait. They'll, <laughs> if the book's good enough... I want to see this desperately uh, because of the director. I love Jacques Audiard's stuff. He did A Prophet, which for me is the best film I've seen in the last 10 years. I did you it. cry? No. <laughs> I have a guy getting, like, slit with a... With, with a, the razor. That sounds yeah. pretty sad. Because yeah. so A Prophet is French uh, prison drama. Yes, uh, I genuinely think it's, it's, like, it's a stunning film. And he also did another great French film called, I think, The Beat so, That Skipped My Heart with, uh, with uh, Romain Juris. 
He's a I'd really good, yeah, I he's think, a really good director. Rust and Bone. Yes, where he did. Marion Cotillard gets her legs eaten yeah. off by a whale. <laughs> yeah, and like usually I only watch films with like you know monkey knife That's fights and explosions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's a very stark. Yeah. But uh, no, I love I love ODR stuff, and like I was raging that I didn't get to see this. Well, well, it's well, called it's it's Omniplex. <laughs> so you can definitely get to see go and it for the show. But I will see it next week. Um, but yeah, um, cast all. Sweet. Yeah, like it's 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 great. The first half where it's they're paired off separately, and you see Gyllenhaal and Ahmed like interact, and then uh, O'Reilly and Phoenix are great together. And then later on, when the four of them are sharing the screen, you're just like, you're all great. You're <laughs> yeah, all you're so right. good at what you yeah. do. Uh, and it's it's the trailer sells it as a comedy. It's got some dark jokes yeah, in it, yeah. but it's not something you'd be like, "Ha ha, that was a real good time at the cinema." It's uh, it's a very well acted western drama that has some dark, violent comedy in it. It is about twenty minutes too long. Okay, but aside from that, all good. Okay, if only there was some way to see it, Paul. If only. Ah well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you can always read the book. I will bring the book, buy my ticket in Omniplex, and just sit there and read it. Perfect. So, okay. the the matches. Yeah. so uh, the Sisters Brothers uh, is coming out in Omniplex and was, uh, this week. Um, and last but not least, our other big release, as if we didn't have enough scares already. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Pet Cemetery uh, is also which was it's not a 1941 film but it was uh, adapted from the Stephen King book um, it was back in the Th- 30 years ago this 30. month Jesus. holy moly so wait that's the 80s 89 it still holds 89 up. okay look at you um, nearly, you, nearly <laughs> subtracting nearly <laughs> subtracting <laughs> just guessing um, so uh, here's a wee scary look at Pet Cemetery. so many trees it's beautiful right it's definitely not Boston. Here we go. Okay, so, what do you think? Wow. This whole place is ours? I even got him to throw in a whole forest as a new backyard. each other go into the woods at night they knew the power of that place they feared it those woods belong to something else Yeah, so uh, another horror, the second horror of the episode so far. I'm definitely going to need some counselling um, after the show. Uh, Pet Cemetery, what's it all about? It is about a family that moved from the big city to a very idyllic kind of countryside home. That seems like it's in the middle of nowhere, except for the insanely busy road that it's on <laughs> with, that seems to be populated solely by huge oil tanker trucks that come along every few minutes. Nothing to worry about there, though. That's fine. Uh the family discover that the land that the house is kind of on uh, is also also happens to home a pet cemetery, uh, and then beyond that, his their neighbour, who's who's uh, John Lithgow, is like now I need to 
No need to look beyond the pet cemetery. Nothing to worry about there either. So there's a lot of stuff to not worry <laughs> about. That seems perfectly that fine. That real estate agent did a great job selling the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I wonder, did, did they not visit the home before <laughs> they came and actually paid for it? Uh, so the family, as they move in first, there's, like, some stuff about the house that they're not fully hmm. uh, happy with. Uh, and The plumbing? <laughs> the plumbing, maybe? Uh, sure. No, no, there's there's just some stuff that goes bump at the night, let's say, and they're like, ah, it's probably it's the house settling and we're just we're just getting used to it. That's yeah. fine. Nothing to worry about Everything's until fine. lots of stuff comes up and they have to worry about it all. Every single bit. Uh, every time I see John Lithgow anywhere near a forest, I just think Bigfoot's in there somewhere, basically. <laughs> Go home! <laughs> Go home! Don't say that, that to him. Cry. That was a heartbreaking one as well. Um, so, in terms of like, uh, well, one, because again, horror fishing and mm. um, Were you scared? Um, yes. Are uh, we. Yeah, okay. So, the original movie came out in 1989, and I had a very kind of low budget, nasty vibe to it mm. uh, it had some reasonable actors like the guy who was Herman Munster is is the neighbour and Tashi Yar from like Star Trek is the man like it's just random random people in it but it was uh, it just kind of had like a video nasty vibe to it mm. I know it wasn't quite that but there was something about it that was like we shouldn't be a watching bit, this a bit dirty and a bit gritty it's just a bit yeah. yeah and this one is like The Conjuring it's very slick it's a it's like a it's like a roller coaster. Everything's precision. They, they you jump now. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, there's just something about it that was you, you, I'd wished. Um, the DOP for this is the same guy who's the DOP for uh, uh, what's his name, Ben Wheatley. Right. Okay. If ben Wheatley had made this film. It would have been perfect. Yeah. Instead, it's it feels very like clean. Cl- yeah. yeah. It's it's sixteens. It's, it's there's no there's no sexy time in it. It's the violence the violence is there, but it's not that bad. So you wanted it just to go that wee bit darker. Just it just yeah, like the the frights are mostly from um, jump scares and that evil evil cat. <laughs> that cat is terrifying. Cat can cat. They have no souls. Also, I've gotten so much trouble by saying that all oh, cats are soulless bastards. People <laughs> well, have turned to me, but I will stand over that yeah. until the day I'm gone. Well, I say I'm highly allergic to cats, and I take that literally as like they want to kill me. They literally. they make me not me. be able to to breathe. Cat literally. So if it <laughs> nice, um, so <laughs> black adder. If if it's if it if it comes down to me or a cat, like the cat's going to oh, lose. Yeah. <laughs> Not encouraging. I'm just saying. That cat would kill you and everyone you care about. <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. I yeah. wouldn't give a And they'll probably eat you too. It. That's, That's the thing. That's yeah. true. Um, so Paul, you had seen the, um, the original <laughs> yeah. one recently. Uh, the, and you the cat scared the living so. crap out of me, I remember. And they were very good at like, the jump cuts into like the close-ups and the the sound effects was quite good. Like they're like they really that was pretty good. Very good, yeah. Are you a cat? Fiona in a puts together. That's a special effect. But uh, no, I'm very curious to see this because uh, like King's stuff has had such a renaissance now in the last few years. He said the success of it, and I, I really wishing it to do really well because I love to see stuff like Salem's Lot come back. Because Salem's Lot was one of the first horror experience I remember as a kid. The show and the stand and stuff like that. So there seems to be a massive. Um, massive interest in his stuff so hopefully this does well which I think it probably will like uh, yeah then, then might <laughs> people love animals stuff. and people love horror films yeah. so <laughs> and like, it, like it's horror and it was cheap enough 
to make. Uh, yeah, like, Clark must be good. He's usually good and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, he's good. The uh, the wife who was in um, uh, other stuff. She she's <laughs> good too. The daughter's great. The uh, the the well, I can't get into that, but she's really really good. John Lithgow's good. Yeah, there's just. Do you remember the original? There was stuff with like. Zelda, the sister. Yeah. And there's this stuff with the... The just feel like they were leaning heavier into darker stuff in the original one. Like Stephen King himself said Pet Cemetery is the scariest book he's ever written. Really? In his opinion. Um, so, yeah, for, it to, for, for a film like this to be like, yeah, that was like a good haunted train ride, but there's, you're not going to go home and be like, ooh, I'm scared to go sleep with the lights off. It's not that. And it should have been that. Mm, it definitely will be that for me. Yeah, it will. <laughs> definitely. So that's a really good selection of films like this one. They're week. all good. Yeah. So Pet Cemetery, The Sisters Brothers, mm. and Shazam. Shazam. Um, so three crackers to go and see uh, this week. Again, if only there was some way to be able to see them. And, and somewhere to see them. And yeah. somewhere to see them. I'm in fact, um, so yeah, so those are our big reviews for this week, and now it's time for our big competition. We said we have uh, oh, this single pair of tickets. These things are going to be like gold dust to You're get a chance to really see Wonka's Avengers Endgame. Actually, which I, them, I would be pitting my mates against each other. Like, like, to see what, what can you like pitch it to me? Why I should bring you to see Avengers yeah, Endgame? Yeah, definitely. What, can you, what, what will you give me? Which reminds me, uh, we, hey. had, <laughs> we, we had it uh, up on Joe there. Omniplex have announced that they're actually doing a really cool double bill, uh, Avengers double bill in all their cinemas across uh, Ireland. And uh, so they're going to be showing Avengers Infinity War the night before. Uh, so Thursday 24th at 8pm. Yeah, at 8pm. And then midnight screening. So you've got a Little little break there to the empty the bladder, yeah. refill the coke, the popcorn, get the snacks, uh, and Thanks. then you're straight into midnight screening of Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So you can head over so to maybe take that Friday off. <laughs> I think so, definitely. Take the whole week. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch so, it again. Yeah, but yeah. if you head over to Omniplex.ie, you can uh, get your tickets uh, there for that amazing double bill. But for one lucky winner out there. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be giving away this pair of tickets. And in order to win, you have to get the correct answers to our uh, our high clues. And we'll have more details up on Joe Twitter and the Big Reviewski Twitter and Instagram as well. And up on Joe uh, on the website as well. But first of all, congratulations to all the people who got last week's um, correct answer. We were giving away tickets uh, for Shazam. people to go and see Shazam. Um, so that included Connor O'Carroll, Blahim Wilson, Barbara Coster. Um, so loads of winners there. There as well, and their high clue was here we go. We'll take a look at it. It's reporters, a friend, angels rung up and strung up, crafty killer shot. And so, actually, Paul, you guessed yeah. it at the end of last week. And drum roll, the answer was oh, thanks for the drum roll. It's a scream, baby. It was, it was scream. Um, so. Do you, want, do you want to break down the hint lasagna? Serve out a couple of slices yeah, of it. Yeah, well, reporter is a friend. So the reporter in the film is Gail Weathers uh, for, with uh, David Arquette. He's a cameraman. A friend. Courtney Cox was obviously in Friends. Uh, angels rung up and strung up. The rung up and strung up, I, 
I presume is Drew Barrymore at the start. Yes. Rung up and hung up. Angel kind of threw me. She played one of Charlie's angels. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you, uh, yeah. so, he hasn't always been right. <laughs> he's, so, he's also, he's also been right. As well as, as us well being as right. Also yeah. not being right. And the, uh, what, the crafty killer shot, uh, the final scene, he was shot dead. Yes, and, and crafty, the crafty, the, cra- the craft is he? Is he in the craft? Is he's he? not Nef, a Nev. Oh, Nev Campbell's the craft. Yes, yeah, so which no, is being remade. The one who shot him. Yeah, it is. So yeah, so that was it. Uh, yeah, Angel, uh, you're right. Was Drew Barrymore rung up on the phone and strung up because she's all like, uh, and she also gets strung up by the killer on the tree outside her parents. And then crafty killer shot, as you said, that, scene, that scene, that opening scene. When she's on the phone insane. and she can hear her it's own daughter. Yeah, it's the ghost hanging as well. Like, yeah. It's so yeah. visceral. Completely disemboweled yeah. her. Love screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crafty killer shot, you're right, Nev Campbell is the link to the craft. Mm. And then Billy, he's a crafty killer because he... he uh, Ropes in uh, Stu, the other guy. And then Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Depp. And he is, uh, the killer is shot as well. And so. nice time. I think Rory described Shazam as the scream of superhero movies. Am I right? Correct in saying your review? So there you go. So nice link, nice link, nice link. All planned. Hint lasagna is coming together. Definitely planned. Another layer in that lasagna um. there, <laughs> So now it's time for your first high clue in, uh, over the next couple Can of weeks. we use our alter egos? What, Pori Passion? What was it, your one? Or? It's Corey Rashi. Corey Rashi. <laughs> <Rashen. Corey Rashen. laughs> <laughs> Kind of, he speaks like voice. this. Yeah. And my own and also person. Can't really, what, what Mal Pur. Like Paul. Moore. Yeah. Mall. Mall. Yeah, Darth Mall. Whatever, yeah. Can uh, we do that? No. We can't um, go? Oh, crap. <laughs> no, not allowed. Uh, so this week's high clue, normally uh, Justine is here to Carl Vorderman it up and count the syllables. So we'll go freezing, <laughs> freezing Green Christmas, Princess Mary Banks on Him, Deadly Balloon Show. So Freezing Green Christmas, Princess Mary banks on him, deadly balloon show. Um, so, yeah, syllables are right for a start. <laughs> Hopefully the details are correct as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anything springing to mind there? Anything jumping out? Just that I want those. <laughs> all all anybody's thinking about. Avengers Endgame tickets? Everybody just wants the Avengers Endgame tickets. Oh, there's going to be, yeah. Somebody's going to love them. I can't wait. Two people are going to love them. Two people are going to love them. Can you just Imagine save both tickets you could for troll yourself? all your friends and just bring no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd be like, who that is on my enemy list? It might be easier than having to pick one person. Yeah. Just like, go say, on your own? Say you won. Yeah. Who would you choose between the two of us? <laughs> who would I choose between you? I think that's about it for this uh, week, folks. Yeah. Um, we'll just wrap it up We're there. Go kill Owen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, coming up next week. Oh, Wild Rose. Um, which uh, has a brilliant Irish connection because the star of the film, Jesse Buckley yeah. from Ireland, <laughs> from Ireland. Yeah, that's Bastard the place. nominee for a rising star, wasn't she this year as well? Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Jess Buckley, she's going to be uh, on the show, and we're also going to be speaking to some lad called Kevin Costner. Never heard, no, no idea who he is. <laughs> Never um, won an Oscar or anything like that. No. Yeah. So. Um, of course, I forgot about this. Kevin Costner won two. He won Best Be- Director and Best Picture. He would have been producer for Dance with Us. He got two. Was that the one that beat Goodfellas? And yeah, it was. <laughs> was yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Costner has a Best Director 
Oscar, yes. which is insane. Yeah. The, postman, also, man. Been, uh, <laughs> the postman. Open range is pretty yeah. good, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. He did three um, films, I think. So Kevin Costner, Jesse Buckley, uh, the second part of our Avengers Endgame giveaway as well. So get that first part and stay tuned for next week uh, for the other one as well. Hopefully, who knows, uh, Justine, <laughs> if the drugs that you sent her, please don't send her drugs, uh, have any effect whatsoever. Or just, stop, just stop making out with the rock for two <laughs> stop seconds. Stop going with them. Stop shifting them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's it. Anything else to Yeah, who's add? going between us today? Yep, no, yeah, we'll who are you picking that. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks, Rory. Thanks, Paul. Right. <laughs> You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.